the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce Hooley Show on the answer. Uh, the latest from Uvalde, Texas, uh, all of the victims of the mass shooting at uh, the elementary school were in one room. Second, third, fourth graders, two adults, 21 victims. The grandmother is alive. She was shot, uh, I believe, in the face by this uh, murderer, uh, deranged, delusional murderer. And she called 911. This comes from the mayor of Uvalde, Texas, who said police officers then responded and were chasing him. And that might explain why he crashed his vehicle. He somehow got in the back of the school, barricaded himself in a room. A heroic border agent heard the shots and went into the uh, school um, without backup and killed uh, the shooter. So we've talked a lot about how do we get here because we all we all want to fix this. And so I'm going to take a, a, a longer view. I know the Democrats and, you know, some people immediately go to, well, take the guns away, take the guns away, take the guns away. I don't think that's a good solution. I think we have a lot of cities where they have um, gun laws that, you know, if enforced, work. The Buffalo shooter, the red flag laws, uh, somehow he avoided the red flag laws. Do I want to empower the government to deem people a danger? And uh, do I want to empower the government with more power to deem people a danger and put them behind bars so they will not be a threat to themselves or others. Right about now, knowing how educated my audience is, all over the state of Ohio and either in the state of Texas or West where Donald and Todd are driving their truck, you're screaming, no, because then they'll come after me if I say masks don't work or you can get uh, COVID if you're vaccinated or transgenderism is a is a ideology I don't agree with or no you can't teach uh, sexual orientation to kindergartners oh you're a da- you're hateful you're evil you might take a gun and kill LGBTQ people no double n o capital letters as many exclamation points as I can write in ink before my pen runs out of ink no I'm not giving any government entity that power The word discipline has come up several times in our conversation this morning with those of you who have called 844-TALK-989. I want to talk about uh, discipline and this attitude in our country that we have that allows, that has allowed young people to have such disrespect for life that they would do what this 18-year-old in Buffalo did, that they would do what the kids at Columbine did, that they would do what students who carry out mass shootings do. These stories seem to be unrelated, but I don't think they're unrelated. I came upon a story uh, two days ago that I was going to share with you. I didn't have time. 
from Politico. And the headline on the story reads like this. Andrew Hartzler wasn't allowed to be gay on campus, so he's suing. Andrew Hartzler, in 2017, was a freshman at Oral Roberts University. And he, uh, by enrolling at Oral Roberts University, I am quite sure, signed a statement of faith and a uh, conduct uh, policy that said that he would not have sex outside of marriage and that he would not uh, extol or practice same-sex attraction. Now Andrew Hartzler is suing Oral Roberts because the thrust of the lawsuit is that Oral Roberts is not allowed to have standards. Today, headline, NBC News. Christian University proposes limiting expressions of gender and sexuality. Uh, Quote from a student, I'm really scared for my peers, my queer friends that are still over there. If I were still on campus today, I would have to present as a woman, which I am not. Uh, The university in question is Lee University in Tennessee. I know people who went to Lee University. They're devout Christian people who live their lives according to their faith, and they extol the virtues of Lee University and the education they received at Lee University. But Lee University isn't for everyone, and Oral Roberts University isn't for everyone, nor is Cedarville or Huntington University or other Christian universities that are authentic in their commitment to biblical values. And this idea that we have allowed to grow in our country, that everything is okay if I want to do it, and you have to bend your standards to whatever perversity I prefer— is not the America I grew up in, and if we continue to abide this kind of me-first-ism in all things, you can make every gun law you want. You can put every conservative Republican in jail. It will not fix the issue. Here's another story. It has nothing to do with the LGBTQ movement, in case you think I'm just pinning everything on that. And I'm, by the way, if you're a wacko nut job media matters person or dispatch person who thinks that I'm trying to make a connection between the LGBTQ community and mass shootings, I'm not. I'm just saying that when you agree to standards and Lee University has standards and Oral Roberts University has standards and the United States of America, when it was an orderly country, had standards. Men were men, women were women. You could not become the other merely by saying you are. You could not deem to be oppressed just because you were a certain color or a certain ethnicity or a certain sex. You did not deserve anything. You earned things. But here's another story. It has nothing to do with the LGBTQ movement. Uh, I used to work for Sports Illustrated. I could not work for Sports Illustrated after they put a transgender woman, biological man, on the cover of their swimsuit edition, masquerading as a woman. The latest edition of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue has um, a woman in a swimsuit on the cover. I'll give you her name if I can find it. It's really not important. So I'll just hold up the picture for those of you who are watching on the uh, Bruce Hooley Show Facebook feed. Uh, That is the cover photo of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Now, hear me out. There's nothing wrong with this woman. Uh, 
her character. I have no comment on her character. I have no comment on her integrity. I mean, a little bit. I wouldn't allow my daughters to wear something like that, you know, where other men could oogle them. But at any rate, the point is, this woman does not meet the standard that typically has defined beauty in America. She is overweight. She is overweight. You can say she's, if your opinion is grossly overweight or moderately overweight, the fact of the matter is she is overweight. But by putting her on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue, it is not enough for me to say that I'm sure she, I have no way of knowing if she's not a nice person, a truthful person, a moral person. I have no way of knowing that. I can make insinuations, but they're just that, insinuations not proven. But by putting her on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, what Sports Illustrated is saying is that if you say she does not meet the standard of beauty, you are a bad person. You are a flawed person. You are a problem for our society. Because just like the kid who wants to go to Oral Roberts even though he's gay, and just like the transgender people at Lee University who signed a faith statement and signed a conduct statement, but no, I want to go here, and you're going to change for me. We all have to change for Sports Illustrated because they define the standard. Well, you know what? There are a lot of people in this country who grew up when this country was much greater than it is now who say, maybe if we got back to the standards that we had when we were a great country, or a greater country would be a more precise way of saying it, Maybe if we got back to those standards, those expectations, that orderly society, maybe we'd be a better place where a lot of the things that now happen and we throw up our hands and go, how does this happen? We could explain rather than saying, well, if we just took the guns away, it'd be fine. If we just took the guns away, it would all end. Uh, The phrase... A mile wide and an inch deep applies to the logic of those who in this situation would say, well, we need to make a law where uh, an 18-year-old can't buy a rifle, or we need to do this or do that, and problem solved, move on. No, there is no simple solution to a complex problem. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Appreciate your phone calls. And you can email the show, Bruce, at SalemMedia.com. Bruce at SalemMedia.com. I promised you I'd play the president's speech, and so I will play it. And I I mean, I can't really honestly tell you that I hope that this would be a, a, a uniting moment for our country or that it would have uh, any veracity in fact or depth of emotion and strike the right chord for the time because <laughs> – I know who the president is, and I've got a pretty fresh example in my mind of when he had an opportunity to do this in Buffalo, and he failed miserably. So I'm not surprised that he uh, went down the road that he went down last night. But I will give him that his first minute and a half was not too bad. This is how the president began his speech last night. I had hoped when I became president I would not have to do this again. Another massacre. Uvalde, Texas, an elementary school, beautiful, innocent, second, third, fourth graders 
And how many scores of little children who witnessed what happened see their friends die as if they're on a battlefield, for God's sake? <clears throat> They'll live with it the rest of their lives. There's a lot we don't know yet. There's a lot we do know. The parents who will never see their child again, never have them jump in bed and cuddle with them. <clears throat> parents will never be the same. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. There's a hollowness in your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it and never going to be able to get out, suffocating. And it's never quite the same. <clears throat> it's a feeling shared by the siblings and the grandparents and the family members and the community that's left behind. Scripture says, Jill and I have talked about this in different contexts, another context. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So many crushed spirits. <clears throat> so tonight, I ask the nation to pray for them, give the parents and siblings the strength in the darkness they feel right now. Okay, so that's the beginning. Um, best part? is where I think he was speaking from the heart about how difficult it is to lose a child uh, because he's lost two. Um, don't need him to make it about him in the beginning. It's an inconvenience for him to talk about this. I hope I wouldn't have to do this. Like, don't make it about you at the very beginning. Um, it's, a, it's not the worst way to take the Lord's name in vain, but he did it, and he did it repeatedly throughout the speech. So I don't think a... I don't think a person should do that. Uh, I don't need him reciting Scripture to me because I don't find him to be an authentic de um, uh, devotee of Scripture in any other aspect of his life. Uh, he apparently does not see the dichotomy between talking about little kids losing their life and being as uh, militantly bloodthirsty as an abortion advocate as he is. And what is his wife doing behind him at the podium? And you could say, well, she's there for emotional support or she's there for. Have you ever seen another American president who needs his wife to stand over his back shoulder like his mommy in case he fails or folds under pressure of the moment? I, I, I haven't. And um, it projects weakness. Either cognitively or emotionally, or physically. It projects weakness that his wife has to stand over his back shoulder. Uh, not surprisingly, it deteriorated from there. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name... Again, with that. Are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name... Again. We do what we all know in our gut needs to be done. It's been 340... 3,448 days, 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, 
or another gunman ma massacred 26 people, including 20 first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Santa Fe High School in Texas. Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on, and the list grows when it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. Okay, you're not alone. We're all tired of it. But the empty words, we have to act, do something, that's not a strategy. Your role is to calm, unite, and heal. It's not to instantly point fingers at the gun lobby. Um, again, the teleprompter is undefeated against Joe Biden. You can't read whether it's 340 days or 3,000 and some days. I don't know if it's a high school or an elementary school. Uh, so a good first minute and 14 seconds, a bad second minute and 12 seconds. And this is where uh, it really goes off the rail with uh, the continual lie that he tells about his, again, a theme here. It's all about me. It's all about Joe Biden, his assault weapons ban. Don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy. But we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. No. When the law expired, Not mass true. shootings tripled. Not true. A, a complete, outright, utter, total lie. Confirmed by a government study that I posted last week about mass shootings. His assault... And again, do you notice a theme here? It's the Obama sickness. Everything has to be filtered through the prism of me. Me, 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 me. I guess when you spend eight years around someone as self-absorbed as Barack Obama, you can't help but emerge from it equally self-absorbed. Sandy Hook, my assault weapons ban, I don't want to do this anymore. Is there any empathy for the victims? Is there any attempt to calm things? This is not helpful. And did you notice, if you don't do what I say, then you're the problem. You don't do what I say. Joe Biden, I got all the answers. I've done this. I, 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 I. If you don't do what I say, you are evil. You are an impediment. You are why this keeps happening. More from his speech next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.